And we're recording. Yeah, you can put that in the start video. Where is my brother? My brother. Beer. Are you drinking a beer? I am. So what are you drinking there? What is that? A Christmas IPA from Goose Island. Oh, you see. already have Christmas IPAs? It's October 28th. <laughs> yeah, they've had it for like a month, but it's really good. I like it. They just made it too soon. Actually, I have a friend who brews beers. Um, I think he lives in Kansas City now. He does one every month. It's a process. He makes like, I want to say like 80 of them every month. He was making a Christmas winter ale. Yeah, oh. dude. He makes a massive amount of beer. Interesting. I don't even know what the process of making beer. I'm sure you do. Drink. I've made beer before. But not the process. Well, no. The process of making beer is just you take your wheat and your flavor enhancers and you boil them for a certain amount of hours and then you put them in a fermentation vessel with yeast and let them ferment for a couple weeks to a month and then you take it out, strain it, and bottle it. And there you go, everybody. That's how you make beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like you should just cancel it out. We should like do a snippet here where we just say, like, and here's the secret recipe, and then you go, beep. After you start saying it, you know. But I don't know the secret knowing. recipe. Well, you're pretending that you have a secret recipe. I am? Everything's magic, man. Okay. Whatever <laughs> you say. <laughs> so, okay. I want to start somewhere really quick um, before I bring up other topics. But this week... Well, we we decided, haven't officially started the podcast. Well, I feel like you're just going to curate this thing. Should we officially start it? Yeah, you gotta say welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast, Suburban Siblings. We changed our name. We're gonna have some artwork next week. Well, whatever you said it to me. Yeah, well, it's not done yet. However, it looks pretty dope. dope yes, yes, it does. Yeah. Funny story about that. I was trying to get Matthew's approval for it, and for some reason. For whatever reason, Matthew didn't approve it, and then he had some girl named Amy just go, yeah, he likes it. Who's Amy? Because she's one of my best friends. Oh, okay. Hi, Amy. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Well, that's good. She doesn't want to hear this. So far, there's nothing interesting. Ouch. Whoa. Anyway... I'm trying to get approval for our artwork here, and Matthew has nothing to say other than, I look weird. I did look weird. I didn't look like the picture that you used. Well, I sent you like three of them because I was updating it as I was going. I was trying to figure out how to do the ear. Also, you told me to go on Facebook and find a headshot of you, and that was the only one on Facebook that I could find. You look pretty good. I don't know about you. That's the headshot that I like, but the picture you sent me didn't look like the was directly. I could show you the artwork where I started making it. I guess, no, I'm not saying that you did a bad job of it. I'm just saying that the 
iteration of it didn't look like the picture as much as I thought it was going to, but that's because there's parts of the picture that you can't actually see because of how lighting is. So what am I missing? What do you want? What is your best feature that it's missing in this picture? No, I was just, I'm looking at it right now, but, um, <laughs> I put a the, lot of the, work into it. It took me a whole day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Well, I had to put myself in. You took like an hour. I took like two hours because I'm a perfectionist about myself. Yeah, I am too, but you didn't spend that much time on me. I spent, I spent more than an hour. I watched like two football games. Well, I was like, testing okay. out the, the style. Danielle likes it. Okay, well, like there, there's a part in my hair, like right in the thing where it's like kind of dips in. It looks a little weird to me. And then your beard is more filled in with squiggles than mine is. Yeah, because your beard in that picture is straighter than mine in my picture. In my picture, also, I couldn't find a good headshot. I wanted one where I was looking up to, sort of, but I didn't have that. So I found one from my graduation, my first graduation of college. So what's that, four or five years ago? Yeah, I looked... Like a boss, I was wearing a full suit. I was looking down. I was a little pissed. Yes, yes, you were. I actually cut out one of my ears because I just didn't want both ears. Because I have monkey ears. I can also move them without, like, smiling. Oh, interesting. Sorry, anyway, I kind of zoned out. I wasn't listening. Well, that's that's a bad podcaster's way of podcasting well other people i'll pay attention to it's just i zone out a little bit when you talk why <laughs> am i really boring is that what's going on here you don't like my artwork no, i'm boring you don't talk to me the whole reason why we made this podcast is so i could talk i've talked to you more in the last three weeks than i've talked to you in the last six years that shouldn't be on our yeah. podcast shouldn't be that bad well, that's the whole point of the podcast, is that that is that bad. Yeah, we're going to get better. We're going to be funny. People are going to like us. We're probably going to have to rebrand yeah. a couple times. Yeah, the main thing we have to work on is being funny. Well, I mean, we just got to crack jokes about Seth. I, I'm ready for, I have a bunch of questions here that I'm going to ask you. I'm going to throw them out there. We're going to see your feelings. They're very intense. They're very broad. Okay, one of us still not go for one. Well, we're still on the topic of why you hate me so much. I don't hate you. You're my brother. All right. All right. All right. All right. Where were we? <laughs> you were going to ask me a question. Sorry, I zoned out a little bit. You were talking. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yep. Anyway, what'd you do today? Um, I finished editing our podcast at like 6 a.m. and then took a nap. Did you not sleep last night? No, I got six hours of sleep. I woke up at noon. <laughs> so you went to bed at 6 a.m. and schedule. you woke up at noon? <laughs> yeah, my sleep schedule changes day by day. Yikes. I, I so I might go to bed early that. tonight or not? Well, I don't have to get up and go to work at... 6 a.m. every day, so my work schedule depends on 
when I finish editing our podcast. How long did this one take you? It took a little... Well, first off, I, I kept putting it off. I didn't want to do it. So I started it on Sunday. And I edited a little bit on Sunday, got bored a little on Monday, and then finished it Monday night to Tuesday morning. So it took about five hours, but that was because I had to edit it. I had to like we listened to it like four or five times the hour worth of material because I just couldn't figure out what to keep and what to get rid of. So it was all good or it was all bad? What, is, what does that say? It, it, it was a mix of both. I ended up keeping like one really long clip and everything else is little short clips from everything else. Because it was just like, there, there wasn't anything interesting in the last podcast and there was a bunch of pauses that were just kind of like, well, we didn't know what we were doing. So it well, came out to 25 minutes instead of the 35 minutes that we talked about. I mean, we're, we're still learning. You know, a lot of this has to do with uh, how to keep a conversation going and keeping it interesting. I actually, I've been doing a lot of research. Okay. Because oh, last good. time I right. thought we did a pretty bad job. So I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to some podcasts like the number one Joe Rogan podcast, which really interesting, by the way. He, Spotify like broke up his podcast into different like subgenres. And he has a whole yeah. genre about comedy. I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to this. I think this would be helpful for us. Like what keeps it funny and stuff. And he's like interviewing comedians. I'm like, well, we're not comedians, so we can't be interviewing each other as comedians. So This is very true. We don't have that area of expertise. Yeah. But we'll get there. I mean, we'll add stuff. We're learning. Well, so we do been doing it for forever. So. Well, yeah. And part of comedy is also things that happen to you in your day-to-day life, but... Yeah, well, I don't really have. Well, yeah. Well, we have some perspective. It's just we don't have a lot of funny things happen to us. Well, considering that we're always sitting at home. By the way, I think um, because I've been sitting at home, I've become tired. Not lazy, just just tired. Well, it's because sitting at home is the whole. It's not as it doesn't keep you as engaged as going out and doing things at work or going to school. Because yeah. you don't really change your location. Well, and the reason why I say I say tired is because, you know, I can still go on a run. But after two miles, I'm tired. I don't want to run further. I've run like half marathons. I can usually run like four miles normal. After two miles, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to come back. I'm going to go home. I'll pretend to do abs. <laughs> Go pretend to do abs? Yeah, I told Danielle the other day I had laid down on the ground for two hours after I ran pretending to do abs because I just didn't, I couldn't, <laughs> I was too tired. Like, My what God. did you do all day, Andrew? I sat on a chair. Why are you so tired? I just am. <laughs> Whenever I have to do tasks now, it's just like, ah, really? Like, there's no motivation, because, like, I, I'm not going to share it with anybody. I'm here by myself. I'm, like, basically just talking to the sound. Yeah. Have you had to use your new microphone setup for work yet? Actually, I have. It's really nice, because I can move it up and down. And so I, yeah. I'll have it really high up, and then I'll bring it down. 
and talk to people, and then I'll put it back up again. Although I changed the microphone angle because I, I talk downwards. I realized that my face goes down. Yeah. Uh, up. So. Well, yeah, mine is. Well, I don't have Zoom conversations with people, so not really. This is about all I use it for. <laughs> or if I'm doing some voiceover work. You do voiceovers? For what? Yeah, occasional things that people pay me to do things for. I need money. You it's just nothing like make interesting. Sound. Do you have like a whole library of like NBC sounds? Like the boing and shit? <laughs> yeah, this little hard drive that I sit, that sits in front of me that has 500... Um, is it 500 gigabytes? Yeah, it's a 500 gigabyte SD, SSD. Um, it's 500 gigabytes worth of sound effects. That's a lot of sound effects. Well, I've created a nice library of sound effects over my four or five years of sound design, sound designing shows. What is the you weirdest? You get something for free. Oh, you just buy them or find them? I was going to say, what is the well, weirdest yeah, sound effect that you've recorded? That I've recorded? Yeah. Oh, that's a fun one. Um, for a show that I was working, the show at... Um, well, for a show I was working on, there was a time where um, in the show they were doing some kind of like um, game show event and they wanted um, people to go like hip hip hooray. So around the theater, we had speakers placed and um, whenever they went hip hip, a sound cue would fire and everyone in the audience would say hooray, but really it was a recording that was being played. Um, and it's me saying hooray three different ways um, that I merged together. So it's like, and then it sounds like a like bunch of men just going hooray. <laughs> yeah, and I just played it around in the background. So it just goes hip hip. And then there's three versions of me saying hooray differently going off. It sounds really funny. God, you got to play that for everybody. In three, two, one, play. Yeah, I have to go. pull it up. <laughs> well, you'll play it in the <laughs> sound guys. So everybody can hear it. Mm. That's awesome. Actually, we'll that that reminds me of, so I, I follow a couple musicians and one of them was like showing their process and it was like a funny way of showing it. It was like, well, you record yourself making the sound and then you record yourself again making the sound, but a little bit higher. And then you record yourself again, making it lower. And then you do that like 50 more times and add them all in. And then you have a full chorus. And I was like, what? <laughs> No, that's exactly what you do. Have you? Do you have TikTok? No. Oh well, on TikTok, Charlie P Charlie Puth has a TikTok account, yeah, and that's all he does. He he wakes up in the morning and then he's like, "Ooh, that sounds cool," and then makes a song based around that sound he heard, and it's just literally him going, "Okay, now we need some um, tenors," and then sings the tenor part like three different ways, and then yeah, keeps playing different parts, and he makes all the song. I love his Instagram. Yeah. Maybe Charlie. Well, he does too. it on Instagram too. I follow uh, Black Bear a lot. I, I like his music. Who's Black Bear? Oh, you got to look him up. Charlie Puth and him made a song, and it was based on what you were saying. He woke up one morning, made music, like a, a chorus or whatever, and then Black okay. Bear, it was like in Instagram. You could see it. He was like, hey, send me that. And then he was like, yes, yeah, already in your inbox. And then... They just made a song like a week later. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You should listen to it. 
Look it up. Charlie Puth and Black Bear. Let me write that down. Charlie Puth and Black Bear. Yeah, you wrote that down. <laughs> I do actually have a paper and pen in front of me, but I haven't written anything down. Oh, okay. Well, why would you I say to use it down and then not write it down? Because the chance of me actually looking it up is very slim. You might remember one day when you wake up at noon. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Okay, so are we going to move on to these questions that you brought up? I already started. I asked you about your day. <laughs> that was one of the questions? <laughs> well, it was one of the starting questions. I don't know. You're ridiculous. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I, I got to start with the easy ones, you know? This is like, you know, soft toss baseball. No, th- Throw us right into the deep ones. Give me the really hard ones. Well, we got to build up to those. You can't just you can't just ask a really like large question. I think you can. I think it would be really interesting. Well, I kind of want to talk about you a little bit because I've you know the last couple of weeks I've been making fun of you, but I kind of want to really hear from you. Like, how's the job yeah, search going? I'm like a... How's the job search coming? It gets worse and worse every day. There's nothing interesting. Like, I've applied to jobs. I haven't, I never get calls back, which is quite sad. But, you know, it's the modern day life. I really wish that um, jobs that you apply to, whether or not it's like entry level, minimum wage jobs, like looking at Target or like working for an actual company, that like when they look at your resume and like, oh, no, 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 we don't, we're not interested. They'll send you an email back. It's like, we're not interested. So that you know that they're not looking at your application anymore. Cause some people, I don't want to be rude, but some people are um, with this in this weird mindset that you apply to one job at a time and you wait to hear back and then you apply to a new job. No, you got to apply to like dozens and then you wait for jobs to come back. And as they come back and they interview you or talk to you, if you get hired for one job and another job comes back and talks to you, you can quit the other job and take the job you like more. Um but like I really, I really don't like the modern way of just like you do the interview, you talk to these people, and then they never tell you whether or not you get the job or not. It's quite rude, actually. Yeah. So yeah, I've been looking for jobs. I haven't had any luck. Um, there's some theater jobs that are starting to pop up in Chicago again. I'm surprised because Chicago's um, starting on Friday, going back to um, no dining restaurants again. Really. We've yeah, we've spiked in coronavirus cases, so they're taking us back a phase. Everything's spiking. Quite sad. Yeah, it's what happens when you know you think a virus is over, but it's not. Well, when you think it's over and you don't have a vaccine, it's not. But that's interesting that they're starting to hire again. But I was gonna say on like the job front, like, do you ever just you know check in with them like after you talk to them? Do you ever call them and be like, hey? Yeah, you remember? Well, that? I do the, I do, I try and do the more, I wouldn't say modern thing, the thing where you like have an interview and then you wait a day or two days and you just send an email back and you just check in and be like, hey, had a great time talking to you. Um, if there's any other questions you have, just let me know. I would be happily, happily answer any questions you have. I do that type of thing, um, which usually, specifically for theater um, gets you a response back and they'll be like, um, thanks for reaching out. We're 
We were glad to talk to you too. We'll let you know in the next couple of days. And if you do usually do doing that, we'll get a response back from them about where they're looking and you can tell whether or not they're interested in you or not. But like for like jobs working at like target, you don't even have their email. You have to call them and then they really never respond back. You have to walk in. We're in this weird. You have to be ready to work the day you walk in and apply. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of like, I'm always just like, we're in this modern world now where it's so easy to ghost people because that's the term that we use for relationships or just friendships in general. And that has moved to the workplace where it's just okay to um, not respond to people because you're no, you don't want to tell them that you're not interested. They, a lot of businesses are not interested in saying, oh no, we don't want to hire you. They don't want to they don't want to be rude or mean to people and they don't want to give them bad news. So they just don't want to call them and say, Hey, we're not interested, but you had a great interview. This is something we think you should work on because this is the reason we didn't hire you over other candidates, but otherwise um, have a nice life. Like it's not that hard. You tell them, you call them, you like, we're not interested. You tell them what really turned you off from hiring them or what is the reason you didn't hire them compared to other candidates. And then you just say, um, next time you can apply again, we'll see what happens. Otherwise, have a nice life. It's really that simple. It's just like respect people and treat them with the same amount of respect that you would want if you were applying for a job. And it's like, the person's not going to get mad. They're not, Well, a normal person's not going to get mad for not being hired. They'll be just like, thanks for telling me what I did wrong. And that will help me going forward in my applications for other jobs. Yeah, I was going to say, but I think ghosting was always a it was always a thing. I mean, before phones and before technology, like real technology, we just mailed in an application and you just mailed it to everybody, whether they were hiring or not. You didn't know it was in the newspaper, but if you saw one that you wanted to work for, you were like, Oh, I'll send it. Or you show up with your resume, they interview you on the spot. But I feel like then yeah. they would ghost you. They wouldn't send anything back. They're like, well, they sent out a thousand of these. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. It's just like in the modern era that we live in, it's really not that hard to just send a response email to... Because everything we do on e is on email nowadays, even for a job at Target, they email you. Um, it's really not that hard to just like even call them or send an email and be like, hey, we're not going to hire you. We're moving forward with other candidates, but we had a fun time meeting you. This is what was wrong. Yeah. Bye. Well, I think at a certain point, they're just like, there's too many. Like, imagine having to send out a personalized email to every single person being like, yeah, the reason why we didn't hire you is because you're quiet. Or the reason why we didn't hire you is because you were late to the interview and we had to stay and wait for you. And it's just like, okay, well, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear somebody tell me the reason why they didn't hire me was for something that was out of my control. <laughs> like... That's why they don't, that's why they well, ghost that you. Point, they're just like, oh, we're not going to tell this person why we didn't want to hire him. And like, they're not going to help this person. Well, I'm not specifically asking for something that's like personal. I'm just asking for like, at, at least a response being like, hey, we're not going to hire you. We're looking at other applicants or the job's already filled. We're, we're not going to hire you. We're like at the minimum, like I don't need a reason, but like that would be an additional nice thing where it's like for, if it's for a company that doesn't hire, like not like target, but like an architecture firm that has 50 people 
actually work at the firm. Um, because it would be nice if you just respond. Working there is not. <laughs> we have fifty people, but it's really two. <laughs> yeah, but like at the end of the day, it's just like you don't even need to give like. For just like you don't need to give that response of like what was wrong or what you need to work on. It would be nice if it's something like you were late to the interview. I would expect that when you get to the interview, you personally would show up and be like, I'm sorry, I'm late. I couldn't control this. This, this is the reason I'm late. I apologize for it. This is not how I normally act or normally am. It's just, this was out of my control. And I find that if you, it, especially if the job can't respect that this was the reason you like, if it's an actual legit reason why you're late, like um, there was a, I don't know. What's a good excuse for being late to an interview. Um, bus broke down. Like, uh, yeah, the bus broke down and you even ordered an Uber and you still showed up 20 minutes late to your interview at that point. It's like, well, who, who, like, is it really your fault that this happened? No, you tried to get there. You even spent the money, extra money to take the Uber. I would respect you as an employer. That would be like, okay, you took the time to even spend money to get here. I respect that. And especially if you're late to an interview, for, first off, you should call and just say, hey, the bus broke down. I'm getting an Uber right now. But I should the be there on time if I'm that not. won't call. Like this, well, if you won't call, then I have no respect. Always for you. comes up with people that I talk to. They're, like something goes wrong, and they do everything in their power not to tell the person that that like shit hit the fan. It's like things are going wrong. Tell the person that it's going wrong. Don't be like, okay, I'm not going to tell the person. I'm just going to try and solve the problem in an extra hour. It's like, no, like if they know what's happening in the moment, like they'll be able to help. They might be able to do something. Like, we had that problem the other day yeah. on a project. Like the project file was like gone. Like somebody deleted the file and it's on the cloud. So that means that we didn't delete the file. Like the cloud people, whoever lives in the cloud deleted it. They're like, oh, we don't need this. They threw it in the trash down like whatever the stock is. And they were like, we're not going to tell it's anybody. Just the modern. I was like, why, why, what are you doing? Tell, tell the person in charge of the project that, you know, we were having some difficulties here. Tell the whole project team. Somebody might know what happened. Maybe it's just the modern way that people think about things, especially like millennials and younger, where it's just like you don't want to tell people stuff. But like I always find that if you like if you're having a problem at work, tell your boss or tell a coworker, like you need help with something. There's nothing ever wrong with being honest with an employee and be like, Hey, I have all this work in front of me. There's no way I'm going to get it done in time. I can get it done by this time. And it will be the quality of work you're looking for. I can get it done on time and the quality of work will be worse. And if you're honest with a, with a person that actually, and like, if you go to them and you, and they like, you tell them this, Hopefully the boss you have is not an asshole. They'll respect you for coming to them because it's hard to say that you're not capable of doing the work being asked of you. But if you tell them, they'll be like, cool, take the extra time, get the work done properly. Or they'll be like, okay, work on this one project. I'm going to take this other project away from you. I'm going to give it to another person who's already done their load for the week and ask them to do it so that you can get it done or even give you extra help. I mean, that's, that's because it's just like, they want it done just as much as you do. They just, and they want it done with great. They want it done well, 
They just, that you need to talk with them. And for some reason, we don't like to share that we're incapable of doing things nowadays. Well, I mean, that's just basic project management and understanding yourself too. But I mean, back to the interview yeah. scenario, like, do you really think that they should come back to you and tell you like, this is why we didn't hire you? I feel like that's setting it up for like a legal battle. Like we didn't hire you because you're really low to the ground and the person's in a wheelchair. <laughs> it's like... They they don't they well that kind of stuff is that kind of stuff is more of a legal issue. It's that there are actual legal things that say that you can't turn someone away for a certain disability. Well, I think most disabilities. Yeah, but sometimes it are, is a disability, which is the reason why they're not hired. They're like, well, I just didn't connect with the person, and the person has like it's like me. They're just socially awkward. Like that's that's an actual issue. Like everything's an issue with a person. Everybody's a different person. I have a problem too. This yeah, is me too, but you're, male version. All right, cancel that out. Well, if if you're if you are socially awkward or like the way you talk to someone just they don't think you'd be a good member of a team, that's an actual reason not to hire someone. That's like if if I talk to you and I think that you have a hard time with um keeping a conversation going or Something like that, depending on the job, that might be an actual, um, that might be something that's pertinent to the job and is necessary. You need to be able to keep a good conversation going with somebody so that I will not hire you for that job. If it's important to the, (laughs) it's not a job. If it's, you got to listen to your brother when he's talking. You can't just space out. Well, see, the nice thing about this is we're not being paid, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. You can't swear. We talked about this last week, Matthew. There's children that listen to this. You sweared seven times last week. Oh, I count all the swears that each of us did. scored a touchdown. Well, six points is a touchdown. Touchdown! (laughs) Overachiever, you got an extra point. Well, that's, that's the field goal. Although, I usually go for two. Just so people know. You haven't played football in years. Yeah, I watch it. I couch coach. Seven years to be exact. Just like that. Anyway. Yelling at the TV. Let's not talk about uh, your problems that much anymore. Let's talk about, um, well, so you're looking for a job. What's it about well, my You problems? were just going off about, you know, interviews and why they're like so shitty. I will say, though, on that topic really quick, LinkedIn has changed the game because whenever I apply for a job on LinkedIn, I can tell that nobody's looked at the application because it notifies me. It says, well, this application's been viewed. That means that, you know, they're, I made it through the LinkedIn process, which means that I can make it through some other processes. LinkedIn also tells you, like, the different things that people are looking for, which my favorite one was, you should take a quiz. Like, oh, quiz on LinkedIn for what? So I look up like the quizzes that I need to take so I can, you know, be a 10 out of 10 candidate for some of these jobs. And of course, I start a quiz about Rhino 3D. Rhinoceros 3D is a three dimensional product design software used by architects to make schematic design stuff. Okay. Why the fuck do I need to know what this curvature creates? When I use it on a poly surface thing that doesn't have a surface anymore, it's like a plane, and it's like trying to explain this all to me. And then the question or the ant, 
So that's the question. The answers are all like very similar answers with one word difference. And it's like the hardest word in the sentence. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even use the terminology when I use this software. <laughs> Tell me, like, show me something and be like, what do you do next? I'll do it. I'll do it in like two seconds. I don't know if you've had to take any quizzes on theatrical stuff. Occasionally for some, not for theatrical stuff, but I tried to get a job working at the Chicago Tribune. Really? What was that? Why did you want to get a job at the Chicago Tribune? Well, they were looking for an audio engineer, an audio engine, like an audio producer, which literally you just, for that job, you would be an audio engineer for uh, the news. I was like, I can do that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I never got a response from them. Maybe you need to call somebody. Just call them up and be like, hey, I got your phone number from this random person that you don't know, but you said it because. Uh, I'm looking for a job. See what happens. Okay, we're going to pause this for a second because my phone just rang and I don't know where my phone is. So you, you just sit there and think about your next question while I go find my phone. Oh, I got a phone call for spam risk. Okay, maybe that was the sound I heard. I heard of a vibration. But I'm still going to go find my phone. I'll be right back. All right, fine. I should start painting. I don't think you should start painting. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, my headphones are open, so they're turned to speaker mode. Should I start painting now? What were you going to paint? I'm going to paint my pumpkin. I'm going to put a little hat on it and then, like, black top. Where did you get this pumpkin? I bought it yesterday at the store. Six dollars. That's an expensive pumpkin. I bought a bunch of paint, so I spent another $30 on paint. I didn't have any paintbrushes, so I spent another $10 on that. Is there a reason you're painting this pumpkin? Yeah, so tomorrow I have a happy hour that I'm supposed to be leading, and I have nothing planned for it. And part of it is we are supposed to bring a decorated pumpkin. Are you getting another beer? Yeah, I don't have work to do after this. <laughs> So that's why I'm painting a pumpkin. And I started painting it and I forgot to let the paint dry before I started painting more. I realized that I need to let the paint dry. So it's been drying for a couple hours now. So it's probably dry enough. That's nice. Do you have like a specific right. theme you're going for for this pumpkin? Yeah, I'm going for a cartoon face with a black like hat type thing. You know, like a crooked witch hat but the face is going make a really happy face because i do not like scary shit i don't know what people like danielle likes scary shit do you like scary shit what kind of scary stuff like scary movies haunted houses i'm not a fan of them alone in a house a massive house by yourself well, that I don't have a problem with, but like, I don't, I'm not like a fan of scary movies, but if someone wants to turn one on, I'll watch one with other people in the room. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it with other people too, but once they turn the lights off, nope. Mm -mm. I'm fine I'm with that. I'm not going to the bathroom for the next 24 hours if I'm watching a scary movie with the lights off in, at night. Well, I have this weird 
because I know how to sound design. It goes back to sound design, of course. Um, and I know how they sound design a lot of scary movies because they use this thing called infrasound. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. But it's what's infrasound? It's a portion of sound that is not you're not able to hear, but you can feel it because um, it's so deep and so low that you so can. It's like a brown note. Kind of the brown note is one of um, is a form of infrasound. Um, I'm surprised you knew what that was. Good job. Uh, Everybody knows what a brown note is. It makes you poop. <laughs> yes, it's a very deep note that allows your. Uh, um, it, it's a very, very um, low note. I forget what actual um, frequency range it's in, but when played, it makes you your muscles in your bowels release, basically, um, which makes you poop. Um, but there's other there's other notes that exist that like there's a certain frequency range that will vibrate your eyeballs and vibrate your stomach and other parts of your body because that's the frequency that they vibrate at. Um, every part of your body vibrates at a certain frequency. If you didn't know, and yeah, we're all just a bunch of little microwaves. Depending on what frequency you play, you can vibrate different parts of your body, which might make you see things or feel different ways for different reasons. I've used them for theatrical sh- theatrical horror shows before. They're very fun, but there's a specific note that there's a specific frequency that um, vibrates your eyeballs that makes after a while of it, it makes you see things a little bit. Um, and I have a lot of problem with horror movies where I start to see things in the dark because. Um, like some of the sometimes in the movies those frequencies are played and I can usually tell because I usually see things which is creepy so I don't know what so we were talking about basically what you're getting at here Matthew is that when you play sound it's like doing LSD have you done LSD? no are you lying because you don't want mom to know? <laughs> no I've never done LSD I hear that shit puts holes in your brain but I'm asking you, when you play a certain note, you get high on that shit, start seeing stuff. You don't get high, but you'll like, because it, it makes you start seeing things. So like, you'll see I like a walk. I want to walk behind you and just play this note Well, in your ear the whole time. It's hard. You have to play it for longer, depending on the type of speakers you have, because it's a very low, low, low note. So most most speakers can't actually play a note that low. So like usually it it doesn't really happen much with normal TVs, but like if you're in a movie theater with um, subwoofers and stuff, you can play those notes. All right. So basically, what you're saying is, I need to get a bunch of subwoofers, tie them to your ears, and play this really really low note and see you trip. You wouldn't trip. It's 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 not the same as taking LSD. Oh well. I feel like there should be a study. We should do some research on this. See if there's a study on, you know, the sound and there is. Tripping. There's a whole. There there's is. a bunch of articles about infrasound and the dangers like of it. A bunch of hippies that do this stuff. It's like, oh, let's do this. Let's start well, looking no, there, at the uh, sounds and it's just like LSD. There's audiologists. Well, I don't know if the exact term is audiologist, but there's scientists who study sound that that um study this type of stuff um and they've done a bunch of studies the problem of living on the moon can you make water from sound no can you just make like molecules go together you're just like playing this note on the violin and all of a okay. sudden like oxygen and hydrogen are like water technically technically 
you can play like technically the speakers do give off heat so if you're playing a certain note you technically can create water like out of ice if you're heating up a surface but like it wouldn't be easy or like it wouldn't make sense to do it i feel like you know because of the microwave effect that everybody has microwaves are not sound well, technically, they are. Technically, all frequencies yeah. are a mm-hmm. form of sound. Yeah. It's just we Tell can't me I'm hear right. them. Tell me I'm right. Because the human hearing is only a certain range, and that's what we call sound. But there are frequencies outside of that range that are also technically a form of sound. Shut up. <laughs> you want to hear this cool, the coolest thing ever that comes from sound? You, have you ever heard of um, noise-canceling headphones? Of course. Everybody's heard of those. Do you know what that is? (laughs) I have a feeling that it's just a bunch of SEC ratings, and they just shove them in your ear. Well, no. What what noise canceling literally is, it's like this microphone that's sitting in front of me recording what I'm talking about. is There's a microphone on those headphones, and it takes what it hears from the outside world and then flips it in phase. So if you're looking at a waveform on your computer... You see how it looks? It flips it. Well, it flips it. And if you take the waveform that you're hearing and you flip it and play it um, exactly the same or like a little bit different, you might have to reduce the volume a little bit, um, it will cancel out the other sound. So if you play the same sound, so basically what you're doing is you're playing the sound that you're hearing, but flipped, and it will cancel out the other sound so you won't hear it. And you can do that in almost any situation. It's very difficult to get it perfect, but you can do it pretty accurately that's why noise canceling headphones exist but that's what it's doing it's just canceling out the other sound so is it like it's like the opposite of harmonizing right it's like me playing a flat note and you playing a sharp note yeah i guess kind of it's similar it's just like if we both play the same note but out of phase of each other so if i technically what we could do is if we both play the exact same instrument which we don't um, if we both played the exact same note, perfect, almost perfectly the exact same, but I started it like a couple milliseconds after you, our phases would um, cancel each other out because how a wave, how a sound waveform is, is it's basically just a wave, and I'm literally making a wave with my hand. Do you think MythBusters could do this? Do you think they've tried it? I bet they probably tried something about it. I bet you they didn't bust the myth. I bet you they were like, oh, we just can't make it work, so let's just not air the episode. That's a possibility. They might have. They had so many episodes, they might have done something along... Well, I think they did something along the lines of this. I just don't remember what it was. They did something with sound. Yeah. I know that they did one where they were trying to make different sound effects. I was like, this is so dumb. Why are we trying to make sound effects of like something like a squid moving? They were using like a, I don't know, some random instrument. Uh, we got to look back. No idea what you're talking about. But interesting. Give me another one of these questions. I didn't know that you could just make random sounds. Yeah, you can do anything you want. Affect people. I I really want to see this note that can make you start seeing shit. It's like, I forget exactly what frequency it is, but I've done it before. Because you get high on it. That's what you do. 
Hear that, Mom? No. Matthew does sound drugs. You know, I can just sound. That's what we got to start doing. Cut out anything you say, right? Yeah, you are the editor of this podcast, but I think if it's funny, you should try and uh, leave it in. You know, Matthew does sound drugs. I'm just gonna drop it in randomly. Matthew does sound drugs. Also, let's talk about. I'm trying to get around this. I can always, you know, just tell people that it's fake news and that Matthew does sound drugs. Just give me a new question. What's another question you have? Well, we got to lead into the next question, Matthew. You can't just be like, next question. Like, this isn't Jeopardy. (laughs) The the last podcast was just released, and there's a lot of just cut in between things. I have like little do-do-do-do-do, the sound effect you made on the first podcast. I never heard it on the first one. I don't know what you're talking about. Did you listen to the first one? I listened to part of it. Yeah, not the whole 41 minutes of it. <laughs> I sound like a child who doesn't know how to talk. I feel like I never graduated from, like, kindergarten. Well, the hardest thing that we both need to learn is how to not stutter and make other sounds in between doing things. So, like, right now you just took a drink, and I heard that you take a drink, but well, I can edit that it. out. Well, yeah, you moved away, so it got quieter. But, like, the worst thing that we do is we breathe really close to the microphone. Because when you're talking, you need to take a breath. And you're not going to just... I'm going to cut it out. But Andrew just did a really deep (laughs) breath into the microphone. I hate people's breathing. It sounds terrible on podcasts. I I just hate sounds in general. Like, especially when people are eating or drinking. Sorry, I'm kicking the chair a little bit. All right. I guess I'll ask another question. Voter texting apps. We're I don't not know talking about, about you. This. We're not talking about election. But every day I've gotten at least one. Out. I've gotten one text from the voter people. They're like, hey, have you voted yet? Did you know that this is on your ballot? And I'm like, I don't even live in Illinois. And they're all coming from Illinois people. I'm like, what the? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like, Are you still registered to vote in Illinois? No, I'm registered to vote in New Jersey. They took my ID. They were like, we can't give you this anymore. I'm like. Why? It's cooler than the New Jersey ID. Also, New Jersey IDs <laughs> look fake, just so everybody knows. New Jersey IDs look fake. They look like the old Illinois ID that would never get me into any bar ever. Really? I bet they would. Well, the new ID worked. Also, like See, I have to reapply well, everyone... for an ID to get a new ID, a verified ID that lets me go on airplanes, which nobody goes on because COVID. Yeah, I have to use my passport if I want to get on an airplane. Or you could just go get the new ID. Start. I was going to do that when I got my new current ID, but then when I got there, they are like, you need one more thing. And I was like, cool, I'm just going to get my ID. Yeah. Because they don't tell you online exactly what you need to get your ID, so it makes it impossible when you get there and they're like, well, you need this other thing. It's like, cool, I'm not going to drive the 20 minutes home and then just come back and stand in the four-hour line again. Well, I bet you they do tell you online. You just don't look hard enough because you don't care. No, I look quite hard. It's just sometimes they're not specific online. Well, on the New Jersey website, there's like a link that just says what you need for your ID. And I'm like, cool. So I brought I like the double same thing the shit in Illinois. that I needed to do. But in Illinois, they're trying to trick you, right? Well, yeah, Illinois. They're like, bunch of oh, Illinois. you just want legal marijuana. Legal marijuana. What the 
That's just... There's no such thing. The federal government doesn't even believe. No, there's actually a reason why you can have legal marijuana on a state level and not a federal level. There's like a whole thing about it. I'm not getting into it. All right, Governor Matthew. Sorry, I did like you politics. See that, did you see Obama was on the campaign trail for Biden? I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Because, Obama. first of all, at the end of the last election, or, yeah, or when Barack Obama was still in office, he was like, I want this person to run for president in four years after Hillary Clinton ran. And that person was like, hell nah. And then Biden's running, and all of a sudden Barack Obama's like, oh, that's my buddy. It's just like you never wanted him to run in the first place. You know he's old. I'm not going to talk about this. I'm talking about Barack Obama on the campaign trail, Matthew. I'm not talking about yes, But you're politics. talking about the election. Well, the election's a part of current events, so... I will say this. The whole reason that he's out stumping for Biden is because of the fact that the Democrats need to take over the White House. They need to get into the White House to get anything relevant to the world. That's not really what I meant to say, but whatever. And the only reason to do that is to come out because Biden, I'm sorry, Obama is still a well-respected member of the Democratic Party to a lot of People in the boomer generation, and what's the generation that came after the boomers? The Generation X? Is it Generation X? You have boomers, I remember. you have a generation, then you have a millennials, which technically you're a millennial. And then I'm you have that me. I'm like in between. I was a 90s well, kid, but I was five. You were born in what, 1995? I think that makes you a millennial, but I was born in 1998, which makes me a Gen Zer. Which is which you can actually tell if you look at how the two of us talk and the two, how um, we interact with the people around us. Because my, well, you the easiest way to tell what generation you're part of from millennial and Gen Z is the type of humor you have, and your humor is a millennial type of humor, and mine is a Gen can Z type of humor. Be more specific. Don't say use the word. Okay, so Gen Z humor is a very, very dark humor. So it's like me making a joke about getting hit by a bus or dying. That's, ty that's the type of Gen Z humor. It's very dark, and I find it hilarious. I, I have no problem making a dark joke like that, where you wouldn't make that type of joke um, because you, were, you make it sometimes. You're still on that cusp, but sometimes you make those kind of, but you stay away from it. And it's all, and Gen Z humor is also a type of humor that offends a lot of other generations fairly easy. Because, yeah, but I think that's just a phase of humor. I don't. I, I personally don't agree with you. I think that humor is based on the phase of life because comedians are able to make that switch where they're like, you know, it's okay to make this joke in this time period versus you know twenty years ago when they're making a joke about sexism. Well, I'm not talking about comedians. I'm talking about the different types of humor for generational. Because, like, yes, in every generation, humor changes because as you go up in different situations, the things that you talk about is different. The types of humor you have is different. So the things that you make fun of compared to what I make fun of are a little bit different because we're actually pretty close in age, so it, it we find the same things kind of funny. But have you ever noticed that I'll make jokes about things 
and no one will laugh. Like mom doesn't laugh at my jokes as much as she laughs at your jokes. And it's the same with our entire family. I am more of an old man. I go to bed at a right time and you go to bed at 6 a.m. I go to bed depending on. You miss the whole morning news cycle, Matthew. You sleep through the whole morning news and then you make fun of the morning news without being a part of the morning news in the afternoon and at night. You're what they call a troll. No, no, I'm not. Because of the fact that anytime, at any time of the day, I can get the exact same news that you got three hours earlier. Yeah, but it's already changed by then. You weren't there for the instantaneous moment. And I read the more up-to-date stuff where you read the news at 6 o'clock in the morning, I read it at noon. And if you haven't looked at the news since 6 a.m., I'm more up-to-date than you are at that point in time. And I check the news the entire time I'm awake. This whole whole point that you're making is irrelevant because I'm going to check the news again at 5.30 and then it's going to be more updated than you are. Like, I no. disagree because I get updates throughout the day, but whatever. Give me another question. I'm sick of this conversation. You just don't want to talk about politics. What's wrong with you? This is the whole point of right now. Next question about politics. So they're swearing in a new judge. Skip it. Or slash, they've already sworn in a new judge, Amy Comey Barrett. Does this create a judicial war? I heard this on the news the other day. They were like, you know, we're packing the court with all these... You know, communist people, just kidding, they don't say communist, they say conservative people. They're like, this is going to change the, the courts forever. This is why Democrats are talking about packing the court. This is why Democrats are talking about trying to fill vacancies which are already filled by Trump. Well, Democrats. Okay. Let, me, let me start off by saying the no one that ever calls anyone a communist actually understands what communism is, first off. So we're just going to skip over the entire comment because Communism, while very close to socialism, are completely different. Is a completely different thing. And mo- you say most communism people, and socialism are close to each other. They're similar, but they have major differences. And technically, if you actually look at it, they're extremes on the scale. But Democracy. both systems, well, yeah, well, yeah, um, they're extremes on the scale. Well, communism is technically more on the right side and socialism is more on the left side, but they both have very similar attributes to each other. Now, past that, if we talk about Amy Cohen Barrett, the problem that everyone has currently with this um, swing of in of this justice is the fact that the Senate basically said F you to Democrats the same way they did in 2016 where Obama... Um, wanted to appoint Merrick Garland, I don't know if that's how you say his name, to the bench to replace um, Justice Scalia when he died. And Republicans said, no, we're not going to do this. The election is so close, we're going to wait until after the election and have the new president um, appoint a justice. Which is like, okay, the majority of people in the world said, yeah, that makes sense, let's do that. But now, with the election being, what is it, less than a week away, the Republicans said the complete opposite. And they were like, no, it's our responsibility to get this person sworn in and do this. And that's where everyone has their issues with this particular justice. Now, yes, there's the other things that come with it, like she, her 
current views about certain things and a lot of women are quite terrified because they're going to they might have the possibility of losing a lot of the rights that they've gained over the last 10 years whether or not you're a woman or you're a man who's gay or a woman who's gay or transgender or any of that there a lot a lot of the problems come from the fact that um this is completely different with what they, they said in 2016 especially what's his name god i just forgot his name the Republican leader of the Senate. Um, but he basically, most Republicans did a backtrack, and now we're having this big fight between Democrats and Republicans where it's like, you said this one thing, and we agreed with you, and now you're doing the opposite, and we don't respect that. Well, I don't no, think I'm they ever this, agreed but whatever. With him, but thank you, Professor. No, back Matt. in 2016, they found it. I'm cutting all this out. Went on a whole lecture, a whole tangent here, where you just had to explain everything. No, I, I, I think it's fine. I think we took a whole view of it. We're like, oh, we're sitting at home. We're all tired. We all need to have something to argue about. The election's coming up. Oh. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Now we have to fill the seat. You know, in the law, we're supposed to fill the seat as quick as possible. Like, stop arguing it and all that stuff. The two-party system doesn't matter when you're on the bench, Matthew. Yes, it kind of, like, defers how you might answer a scenario, but under law, and I understand that common law in the Supreme Court is determined, but... Amy, Amy Coney Barrett has an obligation to the public. She's an elected official, although she's actually nominated. She's elected by the people no, that we elect. We elect the people who say, yes, she can go in. Yes, I didn't elect any of the Republicans because I disagree with most of their you know, problems. And I think she's going to be fine. Like, everybody's just blowing out of proportion the little things and the common law that could be overturned. But they explained, like, how it would be overturned. They wouldn't actually be able to overturn the law. They can only take snippets of it and say, okay, this needs to change for today. That's what it is. False. They can't overturn Roe v. Wade. They can't be like, let's rehear this from 10 years ago. They technically, okay, it's weird how they can do this. I took a class on this. Um, technically what can happen is any, any case that is brought up on a federal level. So as long as it is brought up on a federal level and brings up something of constitutionality of a law somewhere, so it can be a case in a state against a state law that brings brought up and then it has to be brought up against the constitution and they have to literally look at it like, is this against the constitution? So basically you can say anything you want, as long as you think you can prove your point of why this is against the constitution from a state law point of view. Um, and it can be, it can be heard by the Supreme court. Now in previous decades, years, whatever you want to say, usually a, a court, the Supreme court will not hear a case that has been heard before that is almost similar, exactly the same as the previous case. So Roe v. Wade, if they heard a case that was completely similar to it, there was a large chance that they will not hear it again they can they probably will not now the thing i want to say is that technically the senate did not need to confirm amy conaper they did not even have to listen to it because legally there's nothing that says that actually makes a statement from the constitution wise of 
how many justices you need on the Supreme Court. Currently, we have, I think, nine. You have eight justices and a Supreme Court justice and the main justice. Um, there's nothing that says you need nine. You can have eight. You can have seven. You can have 12. You can have as many justices as you want on the Supreme Court. And you can continue to nominate. Now, we currently have nine, and that's how many we are staying at. But you don't need nine to have a full court. And that's why the Supreme Court is allowed to continue to hear cases after a Supreme Court justice has died. Cool. Let's get off this and give me a new topic. Well, the question was actually, is there going to be a judicial war? Like, do you th- do you think we are going to have an issue? Because not only did they nominate and confirm Barrett, but Trump has been packing courts all over the country with conservative judges. Do you think, like, well, we're going to be able, as Democrats or just progressive people in society, do you think we're going to be able to go in front of a judge and be like, well, I drove through a yellow light, sir. And they're going to be like, oh, well, yeah, um, no, you broke the law. Like, like okay. can we well, get rid the fir- of the police? The- no, not in a conservative the thing you have, The first thing you have to remember is the only things that can be brought up to a judge is that, well, I'm not, not that. Only things that can be brought up to a federal level judge is something that about that is against the a federal law of some sort, so the Constitution or some sort of amendment or something of some sort that is on federal level, um, and that's the judges that Trump has appointed and yeah, but the you Senate have to has go to the state level first, the, the, and then you take it to the federal level yes, because you don't like the state levels. The war, the war that they're talking about from Democrat and Republicans about justices and um, in general has more to do with the fact of that. If a Democratic Senate is elected, technically, the Senate has the right to impeach a judge. And that is the really big question right now, is that technically, if Democrats win back the Senate in this coming up election, they have the possibility to impeach Amy Conan Barrett. Now, the problem that comes from that is that there is nothing that they can impeach Amy Conan Barrett for other than the fact that she's a Republican, which, which you can't yeah, impeach for. Because technically party affiliation. She, she technically, now she doesn't have as much under her belt when it comes to being a judge as other judges on the Supreme Court. So it, there's like a back and forth there. But they have that power. And the thing on top of that that a lot of people are questioning is how the Democrats are going to return if they went back to the Senate. Because there's the thing that Republicans did a couple years ago where they took Supreme Court justice nominees from a two-thirds majority in the Senate to a um, just a, what is it, 50 plus one, so a majority. You just need 51 votes to confirm a Supreme Court justice, which Republicans, no, actually, it might not be Republicans. I think Democrats might have done that when they had the power when Obama was was in pre, was president, um, and they voted they voted on that and passed a new law that stated that they can do a fifty plus one instead of a two thirds majority. So at the end of the day, I think might have fucked themselves. I mean, yeah, they it did. Might have been Republicans. We I don't know the exact. Because we're like, oh, let's be progressive, and then all of a sudden, the progression is like, oh, now we're conservatives. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, it comes back to this whole Republicans against Democrats, and that's why, personally. This is my personal opinion. I think that the entire way that we run our federal government, well, any government is stupid. No, no, no. Hold up again. 
You're talking just about you're just No. No, you're you're talking in circles, Matthew. You what you're saying is not any government. You're talking about the two party system. Talk about the yes. two party system. All governments I'm, are not bad. I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about it that way. I'm talking about the fact that older older um political appointees have a habit to be very stuck in their stances of how they see things where younger appointees aren't now. Yes. Younger appointees are just as liberal or conservative as older appointees, but younger appointees understand like, I'm not even going to get this. You're talking in circles. Like you're trying to make a case without saying any information. Matthew. Cool. Change the topic. I, I want to say something really quick because I do believe, and I, I throw out random shit all the time, and this is another one of them, but this is what, you know, our podcast is based on is Andrew saying random shit. Um, I believe because we have what? a two party system. Yes. We have like six other parties that are on the ballot and Kanye's on the ballot. Who cares? What I'm saying is because we are a two-party system and we have rigged the country to think that you are either a Democrat or a Republican or a hippie of some sort, there's going to be a civil war soon. Like, it's already brewing. Trump's going to win this election somehow because he, you know, put a bunch of extra dead people's ballots into the thing, you know, because COVID and you can't, you can't tell if they're dead or not. Um... I think there's going to be a civil war. And I think it started with this looting issue and it's going to turn into, you know, you versus me and nobody's going to hear each other out. And then, you know, 60% of the country is going to move to Canada. That's how the civil war is going to work because we're not free anymore. We don't stand for, you know, immigrants can come here anymore. We stand for, we're self-centered and everything needs to be uh, about money. And, you know, since we, we are so far in debt and we can't figure out our own economy, let's just uh, fuck over the rest of the world type thing. I can't wait for us to be a third world country and I'm going to be living in China. <laughs> All right. No more current events stuff. I want to talk to you about Elon Musk. I personally okay, let's talk about I Elon think Musk. Elon Musk is doing really good stuff for the world. I would agree. Do you want me to elaborate? Yeah, I, I, I want to hear your side. I'm going to tell you my side, and, I, and then we're going to argue the other side with Jeff Bezos. Okay. At the end of the day, Elon Musk, I think, is doing fabulous things. I think everything that his companies and everything they're doing are doing great things for humanity. Now, there's always the back and forth of um, billionaire power. I want to first start off and say that Elon Musk is not a billionaire. And that's something that a lot of people don't realize um, because of the fact that, yes, he has a lot of wealth when you consider his um, stock holdings in the companies that he runs and owns. He doesn't have any of that money. So people call him a billionaire and they act as if he has this money sitting in front of him. He doesn't have that money. If he takes his money out of the company, the company folds because of the fact that no one's going to invest into a company that the owner or CEO is not investing in. So first off, that is a very special circumstance. 
Second off, I think what he's doing is great. He's has SpaceX, which is advancing um, space travel. Now, yes, there is a big question with how NASA um, funds SpaceX and funds Blue Origin and funds Boeing. There's a big question about that. I'm not going to get into that. But his company so far is the only um, space travel company that is publicly traded that um, has done anything worth noting when it comes to space travel. And they have definitely advanced the technology. Why are you looking at me like that? Do you have a You're comment? just going comment? on and on and on. You're Professor Matthew right now. It's great. I'm trying to do better with the whole not pausing and not slurring yeah, and like you're just trying to fill in information stuff. i think it's hilarious you're just like everything and that and this and everything i'm not an expert in everything you don't need to be an expert about, but, but do you don't also have to fill in information with the same uh lingo <laughs> i i just want to talk really quick you know elon musk is doing great things for the world but i think he's also doing it the right way and people are going to disagree with me on this, but he's using the government. Listen, use the freaking government. The government's doing things because of Democrats like us, not because of Republicans who don't want to spend money on shit because they're too conservative. Plus, you know, old Republicans used to be progressive. So technically saying that you're a Republican says that you're just an old timer that can't figure out what to do next. But Elon Musk is using the government and using government money to fund billion-dollar projects that need to happen. That's what's happening. And they're usually crazy ideas. Yes. That's, that's what people don't understand. Like, Jeff Bezos is doing the same the thing. The largest. Just conservative, you know? He's, he's like, we're going to well, plan this whole thing out, and then money. we're going to actually do it. The largest source of money in the world comes from governments. They have the largest spending and they have the largest income in the world and they No, they set the dollar price. That's they, what they, they do. They don't they don't have income or well, any spending money. Well, they do have income. They have taxes, and that is considered an income when it comes now, we call them taxes, um, but it is an income, and the United States government has a large income from taxes, and then they have the one of the largest spendings in the world where it's trillions of dollars they spend a year. That's larger than almost any that's larger than any company in the world has on spending. So it's one of the best dollar amounts to try and capture when you're trying to create a business, and that's what Elon Musk has done. He's doing things with governments. Yep. But he's also trying to do it safe. Like he, one of his crazy ideas is he's trying to be environmentally, you know, conscious. He's trying to like do things that don't destroy the environment. Yeah. Which is like completely against well, our current Elon, administration. Well, that's why everyone looks at Elon Musk and they talk about the fact that he is the Tony Stark of the real world because he's has he, he's technically rich, technically, if you think about the stocks he owns, and he cares about the world we live in and what's going to happen to it in the future, and he wants to advance human... Te- he wants to advance technology to make humanity better, and that's what he's doing. It's funny, though. I also listened to uh, the Bill Burr episode. Side note, my brother kept giving me the wrong password for our Netflix. 
just, he kept sending me the, the Netflix password and he's like, this is right. It's working for me. And then he's like, oh, wait, add an exclamation point at the end. I'm like, what? Okay, well, first off, let me just say that I looked up the password in my browsers because you it saves your password. I looked it up. I gave you the correct password according to my browser. Now, I've never had to log into Netflix in... You've months. been getting on your browser, specifically Google Chrome, which I think Google's cheaping out on everybody. Nope. I switched to Safari. I use Safari now. Because I'm tired. That's why I don't. Yeah, Google keeps telling me, they're like, oh, you have too many passwords on here. Or my favorite one was, this password's corrupt. And I'm like, what? for my Gmail? <laughs> it's like, what? I've never heard yeah, that. It's telling before. me that my password doesn't like work because somebody changed it. I'm like, well, it was probably me, and you just didn't record it, stupid macro. Yeah, that's what happens. I, no, I keep getting. I think Google's cheaping out on everybody. Like, oh, you know what? We've been uh, letting you use our our data storage forever. We're gonna start charging you, and uh, we're gonna start removing your data. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, oh wait, what? <laughs> forever I don't know trash. What you're talking about. It's really just going up into a backup file, which is just a zipped-up version of your information. It's dumbed down. Anyway, what was I going at? Um, I don't know. What was the last question we were talking about? Elon Musk. After Elon Musk. Somehow we got into Google. Just move on to a new question. Give me something that gives me like a story I can tell. I want I want to make this more comedy. We've been doing this for an hour and 20 minutes, and there's nothing funny in this podcast. Because well, you were Professor Matthew for like two hours. I was going to ask you about meditation. Maybe. Do you meditate, Matthew? What? what? Oh, I guess a lot of this is me just talking. So I was looking at No, I tried meditation once. It doesn't really, I, I guess I'm not like Zen enough for it. To be Zen enough. I tried it once. Ever run or just sit in peace and not sleep? Yeah, I tr- well, I tried it for a while. I tried being sitting in like quietness and like not try, trying not to think or do things network. or whatever. I just like, first off, that's not how my brain works. I'm always thinking about things. I, that's why I'm... Okay, first off, I love being stressed out. That's like my zen point is I'm always stressed out. That's why right now I'm like always freaking out because I have nothing to do and nothing to think about. But I love being stressed out. I love just thinking about things to the point of like tearing them apart and like it going great, whatever. Um, but like... I like not having enough time to like actually think things through or Wait, like, what do you like? Do you I like, like being so busy and being stressed out that, um, it doesn't give me time to overthink things. So like I will have You're like, doing the opposite of what meditation in, is for. <laughs> You're the reason why you need meditation. But I don't like meditation. I don't enjoy it. it. I've tried it. It doesn't like. I I feel like I just wasted a bunch of time at the end of the day. It, it doesn't help me. I don't feel better. I don't. I feel doing worse it wrong. after I've meditated. You're doing it, it wrong, help. man. No, I'm doing it wrong. I've watched YouTube videos. You can't watch YouTube okay. videos and do meditation. Do you have a different topic? <laughs> you can't go off to another no, topic, not the same man. Time. I watch. 
Meditation is when you you sit and you accept things as they're happening or if they've happened. Usually as they're happening. Like things pop into your mind and you're like, okay, that happened. Release. And then you move on to the next thing. That's what meditation is. It's the whole point of getting rid of the stuff that's stressing you out. Okay. <laughs> You're just stressing yourself out. You're making yourself less like zen. I enjoy being stressed out, and that's where the problem is. like a dog from. that has a problem I with enjoy like, it. being alone. All dogs have a problem with being know, alone. Sometimes our dog is just like, I'd rather be alone. Leave me alone. I'm going to go sleep in mom's closet. I'm going under the bed and taking your glasses with me. No, she likes being alone as long as she knows where you are. If she doesn't know where you are, she freaks out. And that's why when we leave the house, she freaks out. I think she's totally fine with us leaving because she'll just go lay down on the couch and watch the squirrels run around and bark at them. I wish I was a dog. Let's be honest. If we were dogs, we would just, you know, chill all the time. Life would be easier. You got your next meal coming. People pet you a lot. They scratch you. They talk to you like you're a a child. I'd love to be talked to like I was a child. That would remind me so much of all the problems I have. Like, remind me of not having. It would annoy me. It would annoy annoy me. I don't want to be talked to like a child. I don't want to be talked to as a child. child. I would probably despise everyone I talk to. (laughs) Yeah. When I was younger, I didn't like it when people talked to me as if I was a child. It was just like, it was disrespectful. Like if you want those, okay, here's where this comes from. If you're going to expect respect from me as an individual, then you have to respect me. I'm not going to give the same respect. I'm not going to give you more respect than you give me. And that's the problem I've always had with adults who think that they are superior to children. I don't like, no, you're not. You're yes. You are in charge of a child because children are not, so, cannot be trusted to be take care so of themselves on their own. Bit. Since you're a self-employed individual, you work for yourself. You're basically Donald Trump. You don't pay any taxes. When, when somebody disrespects you and you're like, oh, I work for myself, what do you do? Do you just like immediately passive aggressive them? You're just like, you know, you act like I'm a child, you're a child. You do that? Or do you just go, you know what, I'm going to no. get this paycheck. Okay. First, thing, first thing we have to talk about is, yes, I'm a self-employed individual, but self-employed does not mean I work for myself. I work for companies and other businesses where they are technically my boss. But at the end of the day, are not paying me a W-2 wage. So they're paying me differently. That's the only reason I'm self-employed. Now, when someone disrespects me as an individual, which doesn't happen a lot in my professional industry, I will still show them professional courtesy. So I will still respect them as a boss or an individual that I am working with but I'm not going to show them the same level of respect I would have beforehand. So if you're going to come up to me and be my, um, someone I, an employee I work with at this company, 
I will show you the same of us. I will show you an incredible level of respect. I will work with you. I will be friendly with you. Past that, if you disrespect me in some sort of way or treat me as if I am not as like I am, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not to the same level as you, which I find, first off, in any company, no one should ever treat you as you are not at the same level as them. If you are their boss, you should treat them the same as yourself, but at the end of the day, they need to understand that you were in charge and that's all that needs to happen. But I, I think no, I I, I, I agree with, with you me, to so. a certain point. I think yeah, like nobody's actually in charge of anybody. You're in charge of yourself. But I also like I I think I go a step further actually. Like my whole understanding is if you're not going to work with me, then you're a lost cause. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, that's how I treat it. Like I have I, I have a lot of friends who I consider still friends. But they were close friends before, and they fell off the map because of themselves, not because of me. Like, I reach out to people a lot more than people, like, reach out to each other in general. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where certain, you know, friends or coworkers or something, it's, it's too far, too far gone. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to give you the time of day. And when you give me the time of day, I will still treat you nicely. But, you know, at a courtesy, like you said, a courtesy level. Yeah, so like I sit there and do my work, and if it requires me to talk to someone or interact with someone, I will show you the base level of respect, but if you have not treated me with the same amount of respect that I treat you, or the level that everyone should treat everyone, there's always that base level, then I'm just... I don't know how to describe it past what I have. It's just like I'm not going to give you that level of respect. Well, I also think like it, it's fun to. I don't know. I lost it. Thought of it. I think we beat this in. We're yeah, not being too, funny. Entire what the heck is this? You gotta, you gotta say random shit with me. No, we're laughing at my serious. jokes. I you definitely made, made jokes. jokes. Also, I was thinking about what I was gonna say earlier, and I was list, I was listening to the Bill Burr comedy special that came out. A year ago. I don't like Bill Burr. I like him as a person. He's just a good individual. He understands like basic shit at a very negative level. But um, he was talking about something. I won't talk about the specifics of it, but I will bring it up as a topic. Technology. He thinks that technology is like we're too trusting of technology. Like we develop things for, and actually this came out of, I went to uh, New York City's, um, what's it called, museum? My Frank Lloyd Wright, not Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, Frank, yeah. What's his name? The, the Guggenheim. I went to the Guggenheim and I saw Rem Koolhaas' exhibit in the Guggenheim. And the whole point of this technology talk is that technology, we are building technology for like human problems to solve our problems, which then cause more problems that we create more technology for to the point where we are now creating architecture and buildings for technology, not for people. No, Mm -mm. we don't need a building to hold billions of gigabytes or trillions of gigabytes or septillions of gigabytes of information in a data center. We're building it for technology. 
Like we're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on buildings for just tech, like a giant printer. Don't you see something wrong with that? Like, <laughs> no, I think it's wrong. I think it's not really a big issue, but it will be an issue where we have to then design a new technology for it. And guess what that's going to be? That's going to be like above our head, psychotic shit where, you know, buildings are being designed by, by computers, which I already think can happen and is happening. At the end of the day, the goal is that hum- human interaction is not necessary to. But human interaction, that, human that's interaction the goal is how for things technology. Happen. That's why we're having a podcast right now that's really boring. <laughs> okay, but like the whole idea of advancing technology is that at the end of the day, you don't need human interaction for it. Now, yes, there's always going to be something out there that needs some sort of human interaction to do it. But, like, the idea is that you can sit here and you can type an idea into a software and give a couple of things, and it writes a book for you. Facebook technology generation is based on connecting with people. That's what I'm trying to get at, is that we are are building technology to create social environments and we are removing like the need for environment as a, a human resource. And instead we're packing it with like the technology that we are requiring ourselves. What happens when energy stops? What happens when the microwave stop, you know, making Matthew poop his pants and seeing shit? Like what happens when that happens? <laughs> Then we revert back to how we were hundreds of years ago. What was that, Matthew? We don't. We we're changing the rule book right now. We're tearing down statues about slavery because we don't want to teach it to our kids anymore. No, that's not why we're tearing. Said both sides of the story. We're not tearing down statues about slavery. Professor Matthew today, right now. No, all I'm saying is that the statues that are being torn down are showing the plus to slavery. We don't want to show that because there's nothing good that came out of slavery. Slavery is a terrible thing. Okay, I hate you. I didn't mean that as like a racist thing. I think rap music has, you know, developed from like country music and jazz through time. It's about like this deep hate for like what is happening to them. About about racism, about well, it's like the fact that it's like the fact that jazz is a black form of music. It's not a white form. It's not made by white people, and a lot of white people. I think we need to educate ourselves on this um, one to to make create that music. Well, I know some sort of information but yeah i guess you're right but what i'm saying is that jazz as a whole the the music form of jazz was created by african-americans it was in the south i i did a whole i went and took there was a class about this at some point professor matthew whatever (laughs) you have a different question 
I know a lot of, I keep a lot of information. Yeah, we're just talking, man. This is a conversation. I have a bunch of questions lined up so that we could talk through it. This is, we're going to call this episode, Matthew Wants Questions. Matthew doesn't want to answer questions. How about that? I'm going to put a poll up with a bunch of uh, others. And people can say what they want this podcast to be called. I'm actually writing down this podcast name because I had a hard time coming out with a podcast name for last week's podcast. (laughs) The first podcast had nothing to do with what we talked about. (laughs) Is there a car crash around you at midnight? Is that why? No, I could. No, I called it crashing a car at 12. Well, first off, I wasn't 12. I just guessed an age. Um, oh, that was said I was, was 10, but right. whatever. I forgot we talked about that. But, like, that was the funniest moment to be in that podcast was the story about me crashing a car when you I was 10. 12. No, I was actually 10. Mom and I talked about this. I'm really excited for cannolis, Matthew. When I move to New York City, I'm going to have so many different types of cannolis. Cannolis, as in yep. the Italian dessert. I want chocolate. I want vanilla. I want strawberry. I want caramel. Oreo flavors. Are you living in the Italian yeah, village? Anywhere of New you York? are in New York, you can get whatever you want. Also, while I have you here, can we talk about something? Mom says I'm coming and helping you move in November. I thought this was coming from you. She she's starting rumors. Our mother likes to talk a lot about each other, and she doesn't like that. She knows that we don't talk to each other very often, so she likes to just say shit to get us to talk to each other, or you know, have a conversation with her. Because I'm always asking about Matthew when I talk to my mom, and I'm sure Matthew, yeah. And I'm asking about you. And then it turns into a conversation about Jacoby, our dog. Well, it's because I miss our dog. Well, she was talking to me on Sunday about you're moving. And she was telling me all the problems with that situation. I'm not going to get into because that's not something I want to be involved in. New York City rent is absurd. That's not what we were talking about. There was other things, but whatever. And she was like, she's thinking about... First off, having Thanksgiving with you in your New York apartment. Well, you know where that came from, right? What? The people that I live in their house. Yeah. Which I love them, but I'm pretty sure I told them at one point that we're moving into New York City and that we would like to go to Thanksgiving with them. And hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. But um, they're going to Maine. They told me last week. Yeah, they're going to Maine. And I was like, that's a great idea. I'd love to go to Maine. However, I will not be able to make it to Maine because I will be moving into New York City. Now, there's still a chance if we move on November 15th into New York City, it would be better. Yeah. Danielle has to be out of her apartment that weekend. So it's like, um, I don't I don't know if we're going to go to Maine because technically we'd have to take two cars. Because we can't leave our car in Syracuse. Because Syracuse is like another six hours away from wherever we're going in Maine. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. So mom wants to come to New York City and fit into a tiny-ass 350-square-foot apartment and have Thanksgiving dinner. Just kidding. We'd probably go out and sit outside in the freezing cold in the street. Well, we talked about this already. And we talked about the fact that, first off, 
when you guys have to move, if I had to come out and help you move, I would have to fly out there, help you move, and then fly back before Thanksgiving. So it wasn't going to happen to begin with. And then mom wanted to drive out there and help you move. And then her plan was that we were going to have Thanksgiving the week beforehand with grandma and just lie to her because she's not all there in her head. So we could totally pull that off and just bring the leftovers with her in the car as um, our Thanksgiving leftover meal that we always have Thanksgiving egg rolls. And that's what we would have for Thanksgiving in New York. No, Danielle and I would actually get food. <laughs> Kidding me? Do you know how much it Mom, costs? We don't have a table. We don't have a couch. Danielle has a TV, but she doesn't like the TV. I thought we don't Danielle a had a couch. We have nowhere to put any of our clothes because all the apartments have zero storage at all. Actually, we found one with a lot of storage. And to the point where it was like a room, a whole separate room. It wasn't even like a walk-in closet. It was a room. It had a... Uh, a window in it. It had a heater system in it. I was like, for my clothes? <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, we're ghosting that. Are you look, still looking at that apartment that you texted mom pictures of? Yeah, I kind of like it, but um, Danielle doesn't like the lack of natural light. Okay, can I ask you a question? I'm going to cut this portion out of the podcast. Are you, though? No, I'm definitely going what if it's to. It's a joke. What? It's hilarious. No, it's not a joke. I'm going to ask you this question because I just want to know. Because mom and I have talked about this a couple times. Do you think Danielle's being unreasonable? No, I don't think she's unreasonable. Because mom and I have talked about this now. All that we've talked about is mom telling me about stories about you and Dan, like how, what you guys are making decisions on. And it kind of seems from mom's point of view that Danielle is giving you criteria that you don't necessarily agree with that is kind of out there. No, she has baseline criteria and then I fit within it. Okay. Because I personally don't give a shit where or how I live. I will live in a box because I believe that I graduated with a certain amount of debt that says you should live in a cardboard box on the side of the street and beg for money. So <laughs> Matthew's now giving himself a, spotlight um so i can look better that's because i'm gonna make this our new uh podcast artwork with your glasses i like the way i look um, with these glasses basically i mean danielle's gonna listen to this podcast so it doesn't matter if you put it in or not but did she um, listen to the last podcast there are some things that we cannot afford yeah. Mom seems to think that we should spend more money, but mom also does not understand that there is no such thing as more money. <laughs> so unless I decided I am going to be a bartender at a bar that doesn't open because of COVID or which also in New York city, you have to have a college degree, which is like an associate's degree in bartending. Yeah, I know. Also in New York city, I don't know if mom explained this to you, but there's such thing as a broker's fee, which exists yeah. all over the country. But a broker's fee in New York City versus the rest of the country is the difference between a person who can afford a penthouse suite 
or a person who just survives like a normal human being. So when they tell me that I have to pay 15% of my 12-month lease in New York City where the rents are already so absurd <laughs> for a space that I could get uh, in, as my walk-in closet, um, I find it ridiculous. I'm just saying. I'm not going to pay that extra amount of money for it, you know? Cool, I lost you there for a second, but that's fine because I'm not going to put this in. You can put in some of it. Maybe a little bit. Be funny. I'm trying to be funny here, man. Yeah, but all this is very serious. Well, maybe we're making a very serious podcast. This week is serious. Last week was eh. We're trying to get better at this. Yeah, and this is the longest yeah. that we've recorded for a podcast so far. I thought you had well, work to do. Last week, I also I got really fucking tired last week. Yes, I do have work to do. Um, don't put this in the podcast, but I'm looking for a new job. Yeah, I know this already. However, I had an interview today. How was it? It was a phone interview, and they said four weeks, which means they're going to ghost me. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to last, like, 20 minutes ago. Maybe you could put that in the podcast. You actually laughed. (laughs) We'll see. Um, No, and I also have to finish uh, a portfolio piece. Promised like two days ago, but I, I just so many things are happening right now. It's ridiculous, and people are frustrated on this project I'm on. So, you got any more questions on your question? I have list? tons of questions, Matthew, but they all are supposed to lead into each other, and I like it's really just a an outline for me to make sure that you and I are having a good, lively conversation. But then you go professor on my ass and start l- lecturing. It's like, this Sorry. is how the government actually works. Well, can we just pretend like aliens took over the world and now they're doing the craziest shit ever? We're not getting into aliens. I could talk about that for 20 minutes. <laughs> We're not lecturing. We're coming up with random shit to say. I want people to laugh. Give this me a something funny to talk about. Well, I like to do a lot of, you know, the foreshadow thing. So I'm going to say something now and then in 10 minutes I'm going to say it again. What is the deepest question on your list? I want the deepest question you got. Give me, give me something I can get emotional about. What affects about. you, and how long does it linger? All right, Matthew, I'm done. I have to go work. Oh, thank God. It's an hour and 45 minutes I have to edit. Okay, so why don't you stop. end the podcast? I have to stop? No, we have to end it. This is the end of the podcast. No, what should I say? Goodbye, everybody. Farewell. We'll see you later. Okay, well, goodbye. goodbye. We'll talk to you uh, again next week. Good night. Oh, it's me.